It's a dreadful ball and Chelsea could be in here with Goff who goes for goal and scores! Finds the back of the net! Henri! What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henry. Medler, lovely cushion header for Gerard! Oh, you're What a headshot! What a head! The Ghost Goal Podcast. United kicked off the weekend with a 3-0 victory away to Fulham. The Red Devils are absolutely cruising under Ole and find themselves in a Champions League spot. Liverpool got back to winning ways with a 3-0 drubbing of Bournemouth. Klopp and the Reds briefly found themselves back on the table as Genie Wijnaldum scored an absolute peach of a goal during the Reds' victory. Arsenal went away to Huddersfield and got a 2-1 victory. They are currently in fifth with just one point out of that desirable Champions League spot. Spurs get a 3-1 victory at home to Leicester as they do their best to quote-unquote keep up the pressure on City and Liverpool. And Manchester City absolutely eviscerated Chelsea. 6-0, Aguero getting his 11th hat-trick in the Premier League. Honestly could have gotten more. Sorry finds himself under a lot of pressure, and the Blues find themselves in 6th place. City stay on top of the Premier League. Welcome to the Ghost Cold Podcast. I'm Andrew Passaro, in here with Alex Moss, Javier Revelo, the first edition of Ghost Goal After Dark. It's 11 o'clock at night We've on We've never Monday. done this before? We're doing a little pot. We've never. Done, I don't think we've we've done it after dark, but never this after dark. If you know what I'm saying. Well, boys. fittingly, I'm like three beers in. <laughs> you guys did it over the summer, but it was just nighttime for me in Russia. I'm pretty sure you guys were just doing it during the day. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure that uh, I'm keeping up the after dark theme because I'm like four beers in. I thought to myself, like, I cannot go into this sober. Like, this has to be, like, I have to get something in me to get through the, the hell of a, the next 30 minutes. 30, Alex? Oh, we're, we're not restricting your pain to that. No, I... We'll, we'll try to that. We'll try to do that. <laughs> At least I show up, Javier. At least I show Tread up. Lightly, Javier. You've got two Tread losses, 5-1 and 3-2. You didn't show up yeah, afterwards. I, I showed up. I I'm showed up after least, the I'm five here one. to at least take it. No, you didn't. You uh, called out no, sick. <laughs> We weren't, we weren't, we're going to let you forget that. That was like a month ago. Literally a month ago. Let's get right into it. Uh, started off with Fulham losing 3-0 to Manchester United. Pogba in the 14th, Martial in 23rd, and a Pogba penalty in the 65th minute. Sees the Red Devils get all three points in a classic Andrew Passaro. I didn't wake up for this game. I did watch the extended highlights, but I will hand it off to you, gentlemen. How did you, uh, what did you think of the Red Devils as they continue to flourish under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? I don't know about you, Javier, but... Uh... I, I got a little scared. Not that I haven't been scared over the past uh, 10 games or 12 games or whatever it's been, but I, I think the whole league and uh, Paris Saint-Germain definitely uh, shuddered when Pogba scored at that crazy yeah, acute that was, angle. that was... Well, and I finish, said to you, yeah. I said to you, Javier, like that's that's a finish that only like a fully confident, fully informed Paul Pogba can finish off. We've seen him do it at Juventus. You can just go watch this highlight reel there. And he was doing things there that you thought, well, he never did that under Jose Mourinho. He's being com- given a complete license to attack. And obviously, Anthony Martial is another player you have to talk about as having like a standout performance in this game. Those two together, like they, 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 had, they could afford to rest Marcus Rashford for the PSG game in midweek. And still win three yeah, 0 on the road. I, 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 I agree with you. I definitely team, was, was an impressive scared performance. after this game. Just say, I, I didn't realize that they rested the entire back line and most we of the to play front him in a line week <laughs> and still won three 0 That's that's very 
right? No Lindelof, yeah, they no rested Bailly, They were on the bench. They just uh, got to rest them. I mean, they just gave their their full back line a rest. No Young got a rest. Almost seamless. You you wouldn't have even noticed, right? But I mean, Manchester United did do one dumb thing this week, and that was extending Phil Jones's contract. But other than that, everything else is coming out peachy over there. So. But I, that's the thing. Like you bring up the the back line upon watching the upon watching the highlights, I was like, oh, this this back line's exposable. It's not. It's you know, it, it Fulham was getting shots off. They're putting things on target. But yeah, when it's Phil Jones and Chris Smalling, everyone's gonna be able to get. Shots yeah, the off. only thing that matters so, is the result. And they still kept the clean sheet. Yeah, absolutely. It still is only Fulham. Let's let's not let's not grace that. Let's not forget that. But still, um, another clinical win for for United. But this is this is where we're gonna see them, guys. Like if this is if this team is legit, if this can hold up, we're gonna find out over the next week and a half when right. they have to play PSG. But PSG's now down two major players, Cavani pulling up with an injury. I don't want to get into the Champions League too much because we already did an episode. Go check on out that, that episode. Didn't hear, yeah, exactly. Pause this one because this one you got a little more time on. We got preview pod for the Champions League that we recorded on Saturday. So go check that out if you haven't listened already because you have Champions League football today and Wednesday, depending on when you're listening to the pod. Fulham, they're dead. Are we are we declaring them relegated? Are we officially yeah, we declared it two weeks ago. I think they're dead, but <laughs> there ago. have been crazier escapes. But looking at their schedule, yeah, they're – they're pretty much toast. They haven't gotten a point against anyone. I want to say in like the top seven or eight. I don't. Know. I don't remember them getting a points against like even wolves. But those aren't the points on how you survive. And, and yeah, well, I wasn't. I wasn't going to finish my point with. And then they're losing the relegation six pointers or tying them. So if you can't get right. points anywhere, then you're going to struggle in this league, as we've seen in the past. And it looks like Cardiff keeps winning, which puts just more daylight between them and Fulham and more pressure on the teams above them. And it looks like Cardiff is going to be the team that's going to be, you know, pressuring everybody else for, for that relegation fight. Before we get to the Liverpool and Arsenal results, I'll whip through some of the other results from Saturday. We saw Crystal Palace get a 1-1 draw with West Ham, a noble penalty, and a Zaha equalizer in the 76th on both teams split the points. Javier and I got this result correct. Uh, we also had Cardiff City getting a 2-1 victory over Southampton. Sol Bamba getting on the score sheet. Jack Stevens, and then a late winner. Or was that a winner? Yeah, no, late winner. A late goal. Late winner. For Cardiff. Winner that from... made them leapfrog Southampton out yeah, of the my, relegation. My bad on the spoilers on that now one before. point. We gave the result. Yeah, that was... Yeah, Javier, Jesus. But they keep winning. I was, <laughs> I'm so excited for them. Because Watford won the Marco Silva Bowl. Uh, 1-0 with an Andre Gray goal in the 65th minute. And I'll round out the Saturday results because we're not really going to talk too much about Brighton Burnley. Burnley getting a 3-1 victory. Chris Wood with a brace. Ashley Barnes with a penalty. And Shane Duffy in the 76th minute. Uh, we got two ties from the big six. Both of uh, Liverpool and Arsenal respectively winning. Liverpool will start with them. Got a 3-0 victory over Bournemouth. Sadio Mane in the 24th. Wijnaldum in the 34th. And Mo Salah in the 48th. And I have to say, I'm really ticked off about Paul Pogba scoring that really nice goal in the Manchester United game because it's it's not it, it makes the Wijnaldum goal not the best goal scored by a midfielder this weekend and that really grinds my gears but uh, Liverpool put out their first like strong 11 in a while Georgina Wijnaldum returns to the 11 Fabinho back in the center of midfield the only starter who they were missing was James Milner again playing for Trent Alexander-Arnold um, but this was this was uh, another classic counterattacking 
playing at breakneck speed for Liverpool. Bournemouth had their moments, but at the, at the same time, Liverpool were could have easily scored five or six in this game. Bournemouth were open, and Liverpool were pouncing all over them. And honestly, I think this might have been the best performance we saw from Naby Keita, who uh, played the ball to Firmino, who laid it off for Mo Salah for the third goal. It was an absolute dime. I've been tweeting about it at 3 a.m. the last couple of days for some reason, but I think people just need to know. It's been about a while it. since we've seen one of those. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it has uh, not been too uh, really too often has. the last couple of weeks. Uh, well, he had a good second half performance against West Ham that everyone uh, forgets about because well, no, I'm just result. talking about like the third goal overall like that kind oh, yeah. of that kind of build up like the quick vertical ball in behind for Firmino the perfectly executed back heel and like that's just set Sal up Firmino was foot. like I Firmino was off form the last two games no one wanted to talk about it but it, that was a reality and when he's off this whole team just kind of like the the, the whole inner movement between the front three just isn't the same um Sadio Mane scored his 12th Premier League goal and he doesn't score he doesn't shoot he doesn't do the penalties for Liverpool so I'm really happy with that haul being only February I know there was a there, there's people who are like oh he was offsides for this and now people are like two weeks ago it was penalty pool now it's offsides pool uh it's been offsides Liverpool a lot <laughs> the West Ham game there were two offsides <laughs> Called. I've also seen reports that there was like a lot of Photoshop going off about that. There Photoshop? Were, like, some people, like, yeah, Seriously? Yeah, Come I'm on. not kidding. There's I've no time seen, to Photoshop that. It's like they play journalists. in real time. Like it happens and they post it right there on the TV screen. That same image gets shared all around. Like, come on. People it's happened enough this internet, season, Alex. Andrew, I, that I understand Look, why people... It's all coming now, Andrew. Just wait till the spire and tie. You're going to get a few injuries... You you might you might VAR lose this is game. Hit you guys. Upcoming Keep game. you from scoring some goals. The, okay, the injuries is the dumbest look, like excuse you look, can come up with because all you can't, I'm saying you is can't pick out same injuries. old Liverpool is going to happen. Injuries, if you want to talk about injuries, Georgina Wijnaldum played this game while oh, suffering through wow. diarrhea and still balled out. He's there's been a virus going through the team. Henderson and Wijnaldum were supposed to play against West Ham and both pulled out morning of. I'm not. He works so team. hard. He works so hard in midfield. Hold on one sec. He works so hard in midfield that he had two cases of the runs. Ha <laughs> <laughs> yep, Absolutely. But um. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, I'd get that one out. <laughs> no, it was good. It was. I, I appreciated that. Well, Javier well, seems just, very just, unused. Right I mean, now. It, first of all, it's incredible that you guys lost four 0 to Bournemouth, Alex. Because what the fuck? They got. They lost to Cardiff. They've gotten destroyed. <laughs> like they've gotten hey, smashed. David Brooks is really that. good. Okay, David Brooks is really good, and he's I been injured since David that Brooks, game. Okay, they have they <laughs> David Brooks been on the road in months. I've been trying to tell you guys. I've been trying to tell you but, about David Brooks. But I just, no one believed me. I'm, I I'm happy that they yeah, they really Bournemouth don't. don't win on the road. They're such a Jacqueline Hyde like, team. No, no, and I don't like, think I, I Mane was offside for that goal, but. I don't think it would have mattered. You guys still would have won. I mean, you guys still destroyed them. And it's pretty uh, incredible that Mane's scored now in four straight games. He's never done that before. Really? That's kind of surprising. He always seems like a streaky player to me. Like he scores like in three or four games. I think games he does. He's, he's scored three plenty of times. This is just the first time he's added that fourth game in a row, um, which is, I mean, right. a consistency that you – Kind of have that Mane's always lacked, right? You've always said like, he, like you just said, he's a streaky player. So if he can start scoring, you know, every you know four out of every six games or five every out of every seven, then 
you know, he's going to start scoring 20, 25 goals a season instead of, you know, 15 to 17, right? Which has been his... Yeah, but he doesn't, he doesn't need to be... I mean, he did be, more than 20 last year. He doesn't need to be a 20-goal well, scorer. Well, I think if they want to win the, the league this year, one. he's going to have to score over 20 goals in the league. I mean, there's, what, three months left? He still could get Yeah, 20. he's at 12. He Absolutely. Definitely could, he definitely could get 20. But I think you're going to need either him or Firmino to start picking up more goal scoring because this game was, you know, this game was, was pretty easy for you guys, but I was expecting maybe, like... At least you know a, a couple more Wine Album goals this year, a couple more Keita goals, one or two goals from Fabinho. I mean, your your Van Dyke has one goal. I'm not Van Dyke is a defender. I'm not worried about. I mean, Javier, like they're no, second. Just, they're second in the league. They I weren't just supposed think that, like, to be. If like Salas, if Salas' goals dry up, you're gonna have. I mean, a they lot haven't. They haven't for eighteen I, months. I think we're too late in the year. <laughs> we're too late in the year to talk, start talking about it like that. Like. Like, find a new narrative, bro. Like, all right, I, I looked mean, it we'll up. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I just think that now with these Bayern games and, and all the pressure coming now and, and this kind of weird scenario where City have this game in, like, uh, their game ahead where they keep going top, I think it's like, it's it's definitely, there's a lot of pressure now and I really want to see how this Liverpool team react. All right, well, I really want to see if Arsenal can actually make it into the Champions League this year, so. <laughs> Why don't we move on to the Arsenal game? Or, I mean... I honestly, I I'm okay with skipping that. Arsenal. Yeah. Like, we need more time to talk about the real headlines of the weekend. But oh, we'll get there soon, Alex. Just wait. <laughs> We're building up to it, Alex. Just, uh, we've we've been teasing it, Arsenal mentioning a, the Bournemouth result. Uh, oh yeah. By the way, I looked it up. Bournemouth. If I went through Fat Mob correctly on a fly, there they haven't won on the road since October. Ouch. To Fulham. To Fulham. And they're still they're still where they are in their league in, in the league. Like like that table. Yeah, doing okay. Uh, let's go to Arsenal, who went on the road to Huddersfield, get a 2-1 victory. Iwobi in the 16th, Lacazette in the 44th, and a Kolasinic own goal. So, honestly, you weren't that far away from 3-0, Javier. He just, he just put it in the wrong. Yeah, I mean, it, this was like a really easy win. It just that stupid own goal made it look like... Honestly, he looked like he did it on purpose. It looked like it looked like he just was a little striker, and just out of instinct, he just like stabbed it in when it was right in front of him. He was so, That was, was a really bizarre, really bizarre goal. I don't... Goal. I don't really get why he did that, and he ruined my fantasy team. You know, that, I have him on my face, David. You get like minus three points or something, and and he had a clean sheet, so he ruined the clean sheet. He had bonus points too, so he had so he ruined the bonus points, ruined the clean sheet, and then negative points for the uh, own goal. I was just like, you know what, Kalasinich, you let me. Oh yeah, down. you know what this is. This is down. the world's smallest violin playing a very sad song for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, no, this wasn't. Uh, I think Huddersfield. They're they just they had in the first half, they had maybe like four or five half chances, but they just they just could they're not just score. Garbage, yeah. They just cannot score goals. Like, they're just definitely going to get relegated, and none of their players yes. are going to stay in the Premier League next year. Wait, what did I say right. that out loud? Can I just I say? I mean, the I only one, say? the only one who stands out is Aaron Moy, who should be on like he definitely could West be on like a put Newcastle. him in put him in Mark like, he's Noble better than like Adams. Put him Smith. in Mark Noble's sorry, spot yeah, on board like, and on West Ham, and he would be right. great for West Ham. I could Ham. sign up right. for that. I, I could right. sign Aaron up for Moy, that. I could see Aaron Moy going. And uh, Diakabe, he's not bad. The winger, the, the that kid they yeah, have playing they just like, got winger striker for them. Right, he's not bad either. But like other than those two, yeah, they really don't. Don't have. I mean, Billing you're not, you're is good. Billing, Billing's fan. been hurt for the last couple of weeks. I have here. I have two questions Arsenal related for you. The first is, what did you think of this starting eleven? And the second, I will give you when you answer the first question. 
I mean, I don't like Iwobi and Mkhitaryan starting. It's obviously not ideal that we have them as our wingers. But against a team like Huddersfield, we, we, we got away with it. But Aubameyang was hurt for this game, so normally we will play our two-striker system. I don't think we'll see this system as often. And Ramsey was also hurt. Ozil's been missing. Don't know what the heck he's doing. And, also, uh, Ramsey just yeah, signed his contract. Know. Do you think uh, that he officially has signed the contract with Juve? Do you think uh, Emery keeps playing him, even though he's not like now for sure not going to be there anymore? I don't think he starts him, but I think he'll he'll keep playing him off the bench. I think Dennis Suarez is definitely going to come in every game before him and start before him now. How do you feel about Aaron Ramsey officially departing Arsenal and allegedly getting four hundred thousand pounds a week to play at Juventus? No, it was like two hundred and fifty. Gab Marcotti cleared that up. Very very happy for him. Happy for I think it's I think it's a win win for everybody. Really, I think that. Oh, definitely. I think that he gave us 11 years, which he won three FA Cups and never couldn't win the league. He gave us plenty of his time, and we gave him plenty of time. And there were plenty of times where he was an important player for us and got hurt or his form dried up. Um, there were so many frustrations with him and the team, just times where he was playing badly and Arsene Wenger kept playing him because he absolutely loved him and... He'd play him out of position constantly. That was always, you know, a battle that Arsenal fans had with Wenger and why a lot of fans still are endeared to him is because they think, oh, you know, we were just always playing him out of position. But, you know, he's a flashy player. He's someone who, when he looks good, he's really good. He, You know, he it looks really nice what he does. But a lot of times in, especially when defensive, you know, responsibilities are put upon him, he just doesn't doesn't meet it. Maybe at Juventus with a new coach, new mentality, new people around him, maybe he can meet meet his potential. Um, you know, when he was a kid, everyone thought that he was going to be this this you know phenom midfielder, and you know after that horrific leg break, you kind of never really saw that come back. So I don't know. I think I think it's going to be a breath of fresh air for him. He's obviously going to get paid way more than what he could have been paid at Arsenal, and. Yeah, I I just don't see how anything different could have happened. I mean, Javier, much like Alexis, like if you're going to go get paid four hundred thousand pounds or two hundred fifty thousand pounds, great. Like we're not paying you anything close to that, unless and, you're Mesedozo. <laughs> uh, <my, laughs> kill me now. Hopefully he's gone. I mean, Javier, when you but... when you mentioned, <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean th- that that's definitely what Emery's doing right now. Though he's just saying you're not in my plans. I'm not playing you, Ozil, even when you're fit. And you're like Ozil has literally been posting on Instagram and like Twitter, like being like, "Oh, my extra training sessions!" Like I'm trying to get back, and like Emery's just like, "Fuck you! Like, I, I don't. You're worthless to me." Because like we he he played him against Cardiff at home, and he did nothing. He took him off in the 60th minute, and we looked so much better when Iwobi came on for for Ozil, which is like. In a, in a hypothetical scenario, which isn't going to happen, would you have rather kept Ramsey and sold Ozil, or would you? You only have to, you have to keep one, Ozil or Ramsey. Who would you rather have kept? Oh, a hundred percent. If they if they if they had given even two thirds of that Ozil money to Ramsey, he probably would have stayed. But it's the management's fault that you know we have this giant contract that's literally like it's it, i was saying to alex eden hazard it's two of eden hazard's current contracts so imagine having two eden hazards that do nothing <laughs> like just at, they, they don't contribute to your team so kind of like the entire the chelsea field, 11 on sunday no and when they're on the field they're mesut Ozil. so that's it's just like it's just you can't 
I mean, I'd rather have Ross Barkley, to be honest. Like, I, I can't. Be careful no, what you like, wish for. No, you don't want that. I, mean, you there's just, I don't want that yeah. time for that. I mean, at least Barkley works hard. <laughs> yeah, right? works hard and scored oh, for the boy. other team. He's a workhorse. He's got big thighs. <laughs> like, Ozil just looks like a wimp, doesn't Barkley's do anything. Thick. Can't even, like, like it's, it's, it's the chances created that all the Arsenal fans, you know, just, like, like jizz everywhere about. But, like, the, just, I don't – I can't deal with that anymore. Ozil, leave this summer – Ramsey leave. God, I can't believe we just spent that Mustafi much time leave. on Arsenal 2-1 winner. Xhaka leave. Everybody leave. Alex, we really didn't. We we kind of talked about their, their starting 11 and we talked about the, the their midfielder who left. Let's it's okay, just... Alex. I know you really want to get to the sixth deal. We're, 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 we can move on from Arsenal now. We're, oh, we're not, we can no. move on from Arsenal. No, uh, we're, we're, we're going to talk about Spurs-Leicester. A 3-1 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. victory for Spurs. Uh Davidson Sanchez in the 33rd, Erickson in the 63rd, Jamie Vardy in the 76th. He also uh, had a penalty saved by Hugo Lloris, uh, and Hyunming Son in the 90th plus one. Can I can I come out just and say something right Fuck off Lester. the bat? Yes. Everyone needs to back off Claude Puel. He, uh, he switched up the formation or switched up the system this week. He benched Vardy, played Damari Gray up at center forward, and had – that uh, kid they brought back from Lona, West, uh, West Brom, Harvey Barnes, playing on the left. Tielemans and Didi in midfield it, uh, with Madison and I think Gazal on the right wing. Yep. It was like, yep. I, I mean, they pretty much dominated that game. Tottenham won playing badly. Tottenham won taking advantage of the few chances they created. And, you know, as we've seen, Tottenham have made uh, a living out of that in the Premier League this season. They've almost perfected the art. Uh Leicester just got really unlucky. You know, it was it was kind of a risky move, I thought, having Vardy take the penalty as the first action coming that, off the bench. That was that was the key moment. Right, in I the think match it was middle of the second half, and he just one nil. It was yeah. one nil. Vardy coming on, and I thought, what? He's going to take it with his first. And he touch. scored his like, last seven. He done- he's their he's their regular penalty taker. Like it makes sense, but at the same yeah. time, there's something yeah. about it. That, and it wasn't a bad penalty either. No, but it was he always really just blasts save, it to the but, left, to his left. He always just does that. But I just, uh, I just wanted someone else to take it. I don't know. I felt, I, I just felt like he was going to miss it. And I, and I said, the way Tottenham season's been going, they're going to freaking save this and they're going to win this game. And uh, it just. Lester had so many chances. Yeah, Harvey Barnes, the kid like, I mentioned, he missed like it was three like, absolute. They sitters. had like four or five one v ones. He's supposed like, to be a woodwork. player, though. He's, He's really good. Real, I, I He's thought, really good. I, I know this uh, this guy who I know through Twitter, Andy from New Hampshire, big big uh, West Brown fan, was absolutely devastated when when when. Uh, Lester recalled the kid because apparently he's been tearing it up for it was tearing it up for West Brom in the championship all season. Um, I had like I knew the name and it wasn't until you reminded me that he came up from West Ham. Um, West Brom. What did you guys think of West Brom? What did you guys think of uh, Yuri Tillemans, who's I mean getting his first minutes in the Premier League? How did you think he played? He looked better than I thought he would uh, in his first action. Uh, he was supposed to start next to Napoli's Mendy, but Mendy got injured in the warm up, so uh, Ndidi came in instead. Uh, I mean. On paper, Didi and Mendy are kind of the same player, so I guess this doesn't change the game plan that much. But at the same time, he was preparing, I guess, all week for this match next to Mendy in training, and that gets switched up on him. And he played in Barnes early on, I think, for a a chance, or maybe it was Madison, and uh, they didn't manage to score. He he looked good for his uh, first game against the top six club. 
And and I actually thought that he like and now that I'm thinking about it a little bit more too is he provides that team with something that they didn't really have before, which is a passing range from you know that center half slash center mid position, where now I mean they have a, they have a ton of speed right now on the on the counterattack with like Damari Gray, Vardy, Gazal, players like that. And they haven't really had just you know someone who can spray balls thirty right. or forty yards down the midfield. That was supposed so to be Silva. I, I think once he gets integrated into the team, he he could be a fantastic player for them, especially with someone like Ndidi who can be there doing all the dirty work for him. Which I don't think he's had a player like that next to him ever. And well, Ndidi's one of the Leander Dendonker, so. who's now at Wolves. They played together when they were at uh, Anderlecht, but they were both very young. Right, um, that's true. But that that feeds into the what I was saying earlier about Puel. A lot of the criticism about Puel has been that his Leicester teams have been too boring. At least what that's what their fans usually say. And I just think like the move to put Vardy on the bench, play a winger converted to a center forward, and have him sort of drop in and help with the possession and build up. I thought that was a, a nice step in the right direction to getting Leicester playing in a more uh, you know aesthetically pleasing way. So you know it's not like he's continuing to charge out the same lineup every week he's changing things up and the results haven't come so far but Leicester are a, a form team they'll come back around and they'll push back up uh, closer to the top seven or eight uh at the end of the season I mean they're on what they're on 32 points in 12th place right now and Wolves are in seventh with 39 yeah. like they're still they're still very much so in that conversation uh, one more thing. One more thing. I think we have to mention Tottenham as like outside contenders for the yeah, title. Yeah, absolutely. You have to. Like we we can't we can't just keep like ignoring them and saying they keep getting lucky every week. And like they did get lucky again. But like I don't understand how it keeps happening. for the lone fact that they have games and, with Chelsea, Arsenal, and Liverpool all still to play. The thing about them too is that they keep getting these wins with the, without with a bunch of key players out, and these players are getting closer and closer to coming back. Once they come back, like. We know Tottenham can hit another gear, and they're going to start playing good again at some point. So we've seen that already at some point this season. There was one point where do you remember, guys, when they were like, you know, putting four or five goals past people, and there was time. There was a moment where we were like, oh shit, this Tottenham side, and then Harry Kane got hurt, and we're like, oh, okay. and Son went to Korea, and we're like, oh, okay, well, you know, what's going to happen to this Tottenham side? And now we've kind of come through that, and we're like. Nothing happened. They kept winning. Kind of makes you think if they can so, manage to fumble their way through that Dortmund tie without Harry Kane and get get to the this next is definitely round their healthy. best season. Like they keep, I I feel like they keep changing the narrative about them slightly, in the sense that like each season they are they are improving, and it's possible that they could break out of that curse, out of that narrative that's you know been plaguing them for so long. Um, but it feels like this kind of is the tipping point. Like this season, they kind of have to do it because if they don't do something this season, it feels like maybe an Ericsson's going to leave, and then everything falls apart. Right? Lads, I don't know. Lads, it's, all right. It's, it's here's here. It's time. It's Tottenham. <laughs> here's every match that Tottenham's going to play from now until the end of March, barring other cup results. They've got Dortmund on the 13th, Burnley away on the 23rd, Chelsea away on the 27th. Arsenal away, or Arsenal at home on the second, then Dortmund again on the fifth, Southampton on the ninth, Crystal Palace on the seventeenth, and Liverpool away on the thirty-first. We talk about that, like that's where it's all going to happen for them. The next couple weeks, it's United's the same thing, Liverpool's the same thing. The next few weeks, this is where this is where 
titles get won and lost. This is where teams are definitively third or fourth. This is where all the business is going to come together. Let's get to it. Man- Guys, before we start this, before we start this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, finish your beer. You're going to need I'm opening this. up a new one <laughs> for, the, yeah. for this um, particular segment. Alex, Alex. Um, I woke up at eleven at ten fifty seven, and I was fumbling around with my phone trying to get my NBC Sports app up onto my my TV. My my Chromecast was having a little issues. Finally got 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 the game on. It was already two nil city, and within ten minutes later, it was three nil. And five minutes after that, I said, "Fuck this! I'm going back." I was about to, to say uh, you woke up at uh, ten fifty seven, and you were asleep by ten thirty. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like 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 general question: Is Manchester City killing football? No. Like this game was over in ten minutes. There was no point in watching. First the rest of all, of this it. is the all third game City in a row running in the football. Premier League that they scored before the fifth minute, which is horrifying. Like I don't know if it's just like do they just make teams absurdly nervous at the beginning or like do they have this strategy now to like blitz teams and like get goals at, like right in the first few minutes because it's happened in the last three games running and and it's kind of like o- like almost too much of a freak coincidence. Well, I mean it's a pretty it's a pretty like common teams, tactic of any high pressing team to press for like the first teams five so to rarely minutes. get goals in the first like Five minutes of games. Like I feel like that. That's not well, maybe, like a very maybe common Arsenal thing. this year. That's, I mean, that's a real Arsenal problem all year. Just I guess you're not used to it. Let's reset here, though. Uh, Manchester City six 0 against what? Chelsea. Sterling in the fourth. Aguero in the thirteenth, nineteenth. Kunduan in the eighty in the twenty fifth. Aguero penalty in the fifty sixth, and a Sterling uh, goal in the eightieth to give him a brace. Aguero's eleventh hat trick in the Premier League, tying Alan Shearer and, uh, for the Premier League record. Yeah. For the Premier, yeah, it's hard to think he's not going to break that. It's hard to think he's not going to break that sometime over the next couple of weeks. At this point, um, he's having that second goal too was absurd. Um, yeah, it was right after he. No, it was the first goal. He missed a sitter. Mm-hmm. He there was it was literally like he could have had a hat trick in thirteen minutes. The he, it was there was the, the entire goal was gaping and there was no one there and he just had to tap it in and then he like hits it wide and then two minutes later he scores that unbelievable goal into the top corner. You're just like that's Sergio Aguero right there, like unbelievable player. Alex, I, first of all, no, I I, I need to I need to oh, before can... Alex gets to say. Look at this, to, the cheek of this man. Easy. My team loses six nil. So I'm gonna start. And he I'm wants to come in the, and bury the... my nose in it. Look at this. Yeah, I'm gonna bury so, you. Did first, we do this with Arsenal, uh, Andrew? Do we ever? We always give Javier the floor. We always say. We no, always say Javier. What the hell happened? No, but except for when. But the thing is, is Chelsea have never lost six nil. Arsenal lose like five one all the time. You know what I mean? We lost five one twice last season. We or two seasons ago. We only lost five 0 to City because Sadio Mane got sent off so quickly. Like at least we had the benefit of the doubt of playing a man down and just them jamming it down our throats. Hey, we were a man time. down too. We had Mustafi and Jock on the field. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we were definitely like at least a man down. If not, Andrew, two. didn't Liverpool lose five 0 so, to Stoke? Like. Steven Gerrard's last game. Yeah, dude, Liverpool have had a yeah, bunch of horrible that was, results. That was Brendan Rodgers. No, I was just, I was just trying to him. think of any games in recent history that like Arsenal and Liverpool also had conceded like five or six goals. And the City one you mentioned, and Arsenal have plenty. Uh, this is the first time. Yeah, this is the first time in my lifetime that Chelsea have conceded 
six goals or more. The last time was in 1991, the year before I was born, and we lost to Nottingham Forest, 7-0. It was before the Premier League was formed. So does this mean that everything's going back to Chelsea being like an up-and-down club again? Uh, Yeah. Is this the end? Is this the official end? Well, you could say it's uh, results-wise I think we've got to start with the starting lineup because I didn't like Barkley starting. Can you let the man speak? I want to hear. No, just, I want to hear the Chelsea expert talk about this game. I want like, to hear him break it. We need to like himself. break it down. What happened? I don't think it was like. Uh, I think it was like pretty complicated. Like, because obviously, sorry had a game plan, but it didn't. It just did not work at all. And the players, I think that he put out, he didn't put the right players on the pitch just yeah. to start off the bat. What do you think of that? Yeah, partially. I mean. I mean, but like everyone is an armchair manager. Everyone sits there and thinks, oh, uh, like we, we've had it for Willian for ages. We say, oh, Willian shouldn't be starting. He's not there to scapegoat. Uh, the one that everyone points to, Marcus Alonso, was at fault for two of the first three goals. Uh, just at, like you could just go watch the highlights. Go watch whose man it is that pops up at the back post or just gets left to stroll in behind. It's Marcus Alonso. It's, I mean, it, it's tough to pick on one also, player about, too Why much. didn't Christensen start this game? Didn't he play in that 5 He played five in the nil? Huddersfield game because Rudiger was injured. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's another one. I would have liked to have seen Christensen play instead of David Luiz. That's my personal opinion. Obviously, sorry, disagrees because he likes David Luiz's ability to play balls out from the back and start counterattacks. It was David Luiz's uh, long ball to Willian in the last game at Stamford Bridge against Man City that – got Chelsea uh, going for the counterattack that N'Golo Kante finished off. So he, he has a, a role to play in the system. Just no one in particular really played well. Even Aspilicueta, who had one of his best games of the season, got absolutely roasted by Raheem Sterling out in the wings. Like the, the game for me was lost, not by City pressing Jorginho, because we've seen a ton of teams do that. And the only the only remedy to fixing that is solid play out on the wings, solid possession of the ball and retention of the ball. And the fact is right now, Alonso, Aspilicueta, at times Pedro and uh, Barkley drifting out there, they're just not good enough with their decision-making on the ball in wide areas, playing those quick tuck, one-touch passes that City don't feel threatened when the ball goes out there. They can have one or two players go out and kind of pressure Alonso into making a mistake and passing it straight to the City back line. But there's no there's no real threat out there. And this summer, there's going to have to be some really difficult decisions made about some of these players because I mean, Alonso and Aspilicueta have signed three or four-year deals in this season, earlier on this season, and they don't really look like they're going to be able to adapt to Sarri's system to the level that's acceptable for us to be able to go away and beat top six teams. That's the third game this season that we've just been absolutely pressed off the ball, completely out-hustled, completely outworked. And honestly, the Tottenham or Arsenal games could have gone the same way as this one. Those teams just aren't as good. They're not as ruthless as City, and they're, they're, they're not as willing or able to take those chances. Arsenal had like three or four chances in the first half of the the 2-0 win uh, at the Emirates that they could have scored and like a team like City would have scored and they did on Sunday. So it it didn't surprise me, but it was just it was just disappointing nonetheless because I've never seen that before. Who takes the, the highest amount of blame for you? The players. I mean, it's, okay. it's no, the third different manager. What's the common denominator here? It's certain players. You know, I, I was saying to Javier and my cousin Connor that – it may be as simple as they're all, and if you look at the the average age of the players on this team, they're all kind of old dogs who aren't. Maybe they're trying to learn new tricks, but they're just not able to. 
Um, and like even the young ones, like Ross Barkley, he's just the dumbest midfielder I have ever seen. He, See, he's I know. so I don't, slow. I don't, I'm not. I'm not. I'm his, not gonna no, let you get away with that. His speed of thought no. is awful. No. Loftus Cheek should be playing in that. In that, I'm spot. not gonna let you get away with any of that narrative. You what are you talking about? Me. Narrative? No. This is this is Sorry's fault. This is Sorry's fault. He's partially to blame. He's and partially to blame. And the player's fault. Hold on. Hold on. Now it's my turn. I let you talk for a while. Thanks for uh, letting me talk. First of all, Gonzalo Higuain against against a team like Man City is, I mean, just watching the guy press, the guy. I mean, he's good against it. You can play him against Huddersfield, right? But you need a player. I mean, Alvaro Morata would have been. I think they should have done Hazard, William, Pedro in this game, and then brought brought Higuain See, in off Javier, the bench. Okay, what you're I mean, what you're you, saying you isn't. Can't, completely wrong like i agree partially like higuain's okay, not hold good on pressing, just wait just wait but you can't have both higuain and hazard two players who aren't really putting in that much of an effort level in the press playing against a team like city so yes i agree with you it, it just didn't work and then the other thing is you can't just expect these players who have been under multiple defensive managers in a row and who've had a like a like a culture at the club of defense first we play from the back. We start our team from the back. We build everything from the back for over a decade now. And you can't expect, like, uh, this is the first manager that's come in and be like, oh, we're going to come play, like, attacking. You know, we're going we're gonna to go be free-flowing, and there's this new system with all these different tactics that I want. You guys all need to learn it. Like, no, th- these players have been playing differently, and, like, if you actually want that system to work, you're going to have to go out and find a bunch of new players. But you can't just, like, blame the players saying, oh, well, why the hell aren't the players doing what Sorry wants? It's like, well... Alex, can I take this? These players don't... These players aren't, you know... Jorginho, yes. Jorginho's one that was brought to, to, to you know, hold the system. Conte, I mean, he's good enough, obviously, to, like, learn the Coach system, H. but Kepa. I don't think he's being used anywhere close to his potential. It's the back line. The back line needs some readjustments, for sure. There's a couple places that need... New players, right, but like earlier in the season, they were keeping clean sheets all the time, and you were telling me how great you thought they were, how you were one of still one of the best defenses in the league. How David Luiz was playing well, Rudiger was great. I mean, Kepa had literally two weeks ago. You were like, "Oh, Kepa has the second most clean sheets in the league," and now you're crying about the defense. I think he still problems. has the like, second I'm, most like, clean sheets in the league. Maybe maybe tied with Ederson now. Okay, exactly. So it's like it's like you're you're. That's, I mean, you do like know this is not, this is one game, like, right? I mean, it's happened a couple times, but. Right, it's one game, and that's that's not the narrative. I'm saying there's a much bigger problem here, which is, you know, the system number one that's super inflexible. Doesn't seem like Sorry wants to change, and he's very stuck in his ways. He's like a Wenger in that, and it seems like he's, I mean, but that's you know, been that's been he's what gonna, he's been brought in to do. That's what he's he's be, yeah. And Roman Abramovich fell saying. in love with Napoli's all, football, and he wanted then, to bring. Then it you're in. not making top four this year. I think. I think. You're not making top four. You're not winning Europa. I mean, you might win Europa, but I, but I mean, you're not. You're you're definitely. Can I just not point out we four. haven't lost in any cup competition yet? Just a just a quick heads up. Except for the Premier League, a cup competition, um, Andrew. Alice, a cup that is a cup. No, it's not. It's a league they, format. They a cup league and cup season. formats are different, Andrew. Come on, you host a podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to tear you down as much as I possibly can. Uh, Allison on top of the league with 14 clean sheets. Aderson pulls ahead with 12, followed up by Kepo at 11. Um, Third is still good. He's 23. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and Javier, where's Arsenal on this list? 
So yeah, I mean, Arsenal don't not what we were talking about, Andrew. What what are you talking about? Why are you bringing Arsenal into this? Because <laughs> don't don't come I at never Alex. talked don't about Arsenal's Alex. defense, don't come Andrew. At Alex, like acting like like him being. Oh no, I can definitely off. come at Alex here, and I, and and and, me... and I wasn't done with you either. But we were gonna get to Alex, so you know, I I went easy on you this week. I'll wait after Byron beat you, and then I'll go in on you. Do you want to bet on it? You literally yeah. picked Liverpool to win the tie two days ago on another podcast. Now you're coming yeah, yeah, it's at me okay, it's okay. You literally I would say will, release the uh, Neuer will come back in the second you leg and they'll win it. The they'll win it. I haven't been there. Hopefully I guess, they don't get blown like, out too bad in the first leg. Hopefully home, they, just, they, they keep it close. At home, Anfield, at home in Anfield where we beat your ass 5-1? Sit down. Yeah, yeah but and they're buying. They're better than us. They're Sit way down better than us. And shut up, Javier. Give me, like, no, 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 no. Andrew. Like, relax. Bro. This is good. Uh, relax. I'm totally guys, relaxed. So, uh, Wolves managed to nick a great draw against Newcastle. Let's see. Yeah, let's move on. I want to get back to Chelsea <laughs> no, real wait. quick because then we can. No, because I think Chelsea have a real problem. Because they have players who have given up on managers before, oh, and they've wow. seen what the board will do. And they will sack a manager. And I absolutely think firing Sarri is the raw is the biggest mistake Chelsea can make this year. Javier thinks I'm crazy. I think they need to stick this through. This is a process. I think this is Much I think like, this is like like Mourinho, where they're trying to fit it, a system that just doesn't work into with all of their players. Now you have two choices: you get rid of all a bunch of players. Well, there's already is, players who are going to leave this summer. Okay, there's they don't really have that many. A bunch of their players just and resigned contracts. Forty-two players on loan, Javier. Okay. Also, also, can okay. I just mention? I'm saying the spine of their team is on long-term contracts. Alex just said that. No, like, he said he said he actually. Quetta, Alonso, Rudiger, Kepa, Jorginho, Ingolo. Okay, only about three of those players are actually in a spine of a team. If you know what a spine is, a spine is. They play every single minute. The fact of the matter is, Eden Hazard, as far as we know, is leaving this summer. That is the huge factor here. That is makes it different than any of these other uh, times under Mourinho or Conte, where the team has given up on them and doesn't want to play for the manager anymore. Those other times, the board could say. Well, we still have a good squad. Let's just get someone else in. He can uh, uh, rejiggle things and we can win some more trophies. You can't bring in another manager without the promise of having a player like Eden Hazard at your disposal. That, that job, No one wants to touch that job. The only person who would want to touch that job is the guy who's currently there and would see it as an opportunity to bring in players who are excited and uh, like ready to try and like play his vision on the field. Like, it, there's, you're not going to have a choice. Players are going to leave this summer. Probably Willian, either Willian or Pedro, maybe even both. Hazard probably leaving. We don't know if Higuain's contract is going to be uh, made permanent or if we're going to loan him again. We might go out and try and buy someone else. There's going to be huge changes made at Chelsea this summer, regardless if we make top four or not. So why not keep sorry and just keep going with it? Like Rome this wasn't built exactly in a day, guys. Point. Please look at – I'll say Liverpool – Man City, and hell, I'll that even say Tottenham. Going. I'll even mention Tottenham. That's where I was going. When Mauricio Pochettino walked in. Klopp. Let's see. Liverpool, uh, Liverpool are what? Four years into Klopp, still haven't won mm-hmm. a trophy. They yeah. think they're so much better and than they been, are. They've been to a Champions then League final. Then there's Sarri, who's also never final. won a trophy. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Some, some common denominators here. 
all right, Javier, like get off your high horse for like five no, seconds. Here. No, like, look no, no, because like, like, like look there's at no reason. Like keeping sorry, firing sorry right now is a short term solution to a longer term problem. Oh, I wouldn't like, fire you, him right now. I, 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 I well, would give him until the end of the season. That's why I brought this whole thing up. There, I would, no, there, you definitely wouldn't fire him right now. That'd there are be a lot stupid. of people. There are a lot of no people who are saying that he, he should be fired, and Gianfranco Zola, who has failed at five different clubs. As a manager, there's, they're there's, saying he should the, be made. Okay, that's caretaker. ridiculous. There's no reason to fire him now, but you, if he doesn't like get the team at least pushing for top four or win Europa or the FA Cup, something. I mean, we're still right. We're right in the top four race. The the main question is the I know, fact I know, that I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. That's exactly. Why would you fire him? You wouldn't fire him right now just because we're of one, one bad point result. off of top four, I mean, and we have a game. But what I'm saying is this does ring alarm bells saying this might not be working, right? That's that's all I'm saying. And the, and either you're going to get rid of a bunch of players or you're going to get rid of the manager. And that's always been the the case, right? And for most teams, they get rid of the players. No, most teams get rid of but the manager. that's not been the case most with Chelsea. Most teams get rid of the manager, Historically. Javier. Look at every team in the bottom of the Premier League table. <laughs> I'm how saying many, how many I'm sackings saying, did we go through last season? Was it like 12? I'm saying uh, at a big team, at a big team, at big teams. Most of the time, big teams they'll keep the the, the manager I mean, along. You got to say that the first time. I mean, that's what I mean. Obviously, not at a at, at like a Huddersfield when they're trying not to get relegated. They're they're gonna get rid of all their players and and keep the manager through that. No, but like at big teams, they usually give them more than you know a few okay. months at a time to so get something to that, done. I would agree with you. Pochettino, same thing. Like. I mean, he's had a, a few years now to, to keep going. and So the one difference I would say between Chelsea and the rest of, the, of those clubs has been that for a 15-year period now, we have consistently won while being inconsistent with our manager choices. So I understand why they reverted to that initially, but I feel like it sets a precedent that allows the players to get into a position like they're in currently that they feel like, oh, it doesn't really matter. They're not going to be willing to get rid of us because it would cost them too much. Chelsea have invested something like $180 million into players in this season that uh, Sorry has been been here, $75 million on Kepa. 58 million on Jorginho, 56 million or something on uh, Pulisic. Uh, Gonzalo Higuain was brought in for 16 million with a 32 million option to buy this summer that we might exercise. They're they're spending money to get him players to uh, to play the way he wants. It's just ha- it has to be gradual. Like we're not going to get them all at once. Yeah, I I totally agree. I saw the same thing at Liverpool. It was we it just was can't afford the first season. We can't afford to continue to, to mess Champions up on recruitment. League. Let's take things away from Sunday. We'll go over to today's game, which saw Wolves get a 1-1 draw with Newcastle and Alex snagging the points away from everybody in hey. our pick'em pool. Get a goal that shouldn't have happened, but what are you going to do about it? Um, the prediction table still sees me on top with 13. Alex and Javier right behind me with 12. That's going to wrap things up from us. The guys will have a preview pod coming. Wait, we don't have Premier League football this weekend. Uh, yeah, we? that's true. We uh, So we will not have a preview pod coming. No. Interesting. Cool. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. I mean, Javier is probably going to do a preview pod because apparently that's the most important thing. Uh, they are out of it. The pod. We're out of Follow the FA Cup, actually. on iTunes and Spotify. We're going to avenge them. We're going to avenge them and end United's run. We, we, we exited ourselves to focus on Europa League and Premier League. Didn't you guys do the same thing or are you guys in the FA Cup? No, they lost we to Wolves. Lost to Wolves. 
Right. See, you guys did the same thing. You wanted to focus on Europe and yeah, league. we played you a sixteen-year-old. We like played us, a sixteen-year-old. We, we didn't right. focus on Europa League. We're focusing on the Champions League against well, Bayern. I said Europe. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Andrew Pissarro at asmos ninety two. Just 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 Instagram for the person who refuses to promote their own podcast at Javier Rev nine at Ghost Goal Pod. Rate review on iTunes and until next week. Bye.